Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Big names come into Yankee Stadium on a daily basis, and I'm talking about people other than just those guys in pinstripes who take the field. When you're taking in a game at the stadium, if you scan the crowd, you may just find a few famous faces hiding under those Yankees caps. Many celebrities bleed Yankees blue, and I got the chance to catch up with one of them recently. This April, WWE star Big Cass found himself in the Bronx to take in a game. And right before first pitch, I sat down with the wrestler and New York native to get his take on how his career and his love of the Yankees have evolved. Here's some of our conversation. All right, so I'm here with Big Cass. How you doing? First of all, tell me uh, how you became a Yankees fan, because you grew up in Queens, didn't you? Yeah, just really just going to games at the old Yankee Stadium. When was your first game? My first game was in 1995 against the Seattle Mariners. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a it was a loss. Ruben Sierra was like the big big bat <laughs> mm-hmm. on the team. Last year of Don Mattingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unfortunately. What were some of your memories of that game? I remember it was a it was a hat day for one of the characters from uh, not the Muppets or um, <laughs> trying to think of the. The, the dwarves, seven, the seven. Dwarves. Oh, the seven dwarves. Yeah. yeah, it was one like a hat day for like dopey or something. All it was right. like a weird giveaway <laughs> day. Yeah, the Yankees lost. It was you know unfortunate. That but. was a good year though. Eventually they got to the playoffs. Don Mattingly yeah, got of his course. first playoff appearance. They got knocked out by the Mariners. So is that when you became a fan? When did you become like big into the Yankees? Well, yeah, you're always a fan, but then I guess uh, I was at Game 5 of the 2001 World Series. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was a really big deal for the city and a really big deal for the Yankees and uniting the entire city. And that was a really special game to be at. And I guess that kind of was like the start of everything, that that one moment. Who were you a fan of when you were growing up? Paul O'Neill, of course. Mm -hmm. Mariano. Yeah, Yeah, Paul O'Neill, Mariano, and uh, Jeter. The classics. Yeah, I, 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 I became an A-Rod fan um, eventually. So sports obviously played a huge role in your life. Yeah. Um, what is it about competition in general that drives you, that, that makes your heart pound? Just about being better than everybody. <laughs> I, I guess that's just the, the bottom of it is just you want to be better than everybody at anything you're doing. You want to be the best and you want to be better than the guy next to you and the guy next to him. And I guess it's uh, seeing people that are better than you actually motivates you and drives you to be the best and to get better at what you're doing. So it's just about just winning and not losing and wanting to be the best. And I think that drives drives me every day, especially in what I do. Were you that way your whole life? Yeah. Well, from an early age, even with like 
playing board games and stuff. Oh, really? And video games. Any unfortunate board game incidents? No, nothing crazy. (laughs) But, you know, just not talking to people for hours because you lost a board game or a card game. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. (laughs) And so how exactly do you get into professional wrestling? And take me through your evolution into big cast. Well, I was always a a huge fan, and I would attend shows at the Garden, the Nassau Coliseum, uh, the Meadowlands. My dad used to take me to games uh, here, and then you know we would also go to wrestling shows all the time. So uh, I was always going to shows. I was always, you know, motivated to do that one day, and I was always watching it, uh, watching old VHS tapes, just pretty much obsessed with it. And once I graduated college, I realized that that was the passion I wanted to pursue. So and instead of going to medical school, I decided to go to wrestling school, and I went to Johnny Rod's wrestling school in Brooklyn. Don't really tra- hear that yeah. kind of transition very often yeah. from doctor to wrestler. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where I got my start was at Johnny Rod's school in Brooklyn. And uh, from there, I was there for about a year, year and a half, and then I got signed by WWE. And I started in their developmental territory of Florida Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. in Tampa, and I was there for... A long time floundering and finally we moved to the performance center and nxt started getting very very hot and that's when uh me and enzo became a duo and then me and enzo kind of just were mainstay at, at nxt for a very long time and then finally last year we got brought up to the main roster what was it like you said you were floundering so how hard was that to like this was your passion right and you wanted to yeah. be successful so how hard was it to get through that kind of a situation it's just so hard uh, a craft to get good at and uh no matter how many hours you're putting in everyone's better than you it just becomes that way because they've been doing it for so long so it's a little frustrating because no matter how good you want to get um it just it just takes hours and reps and practice, just like anything. It was it was very frustrating because I wanted to be good, but I knew I wasn't good. And I was just kind of getting in those reps and that practice time to get good. And I kind of knew that. But at the same time, you want to be a part of the show. And you want to be putting yourself out there and doing what you always wanted to do, which is perform in front of people and have people recognize you um, for who you are. But, yeah, it just took a very long time to, to get it. Except for, like, a very select few of exceptional performers. I'm pretty sure that's the journey everybody in our industry has has had you've got signature moves you've got some interesting nicknames including the babe ruth of beatdowns i think is one of your your big ones and you're an entertainer like you were saying so how much time and effort is put into coming up with these moves and making it the most entertaining match that a fan can watch countless hours to go into it as far as putting things you know get moves together and stuff you're constantly learning you're constantly creating every day a lot of times it's not within a match where you create it's in the car or in the hotel room when you're thinking or anytime you you have some alone time and you're thinking about how to better yourself that's where you know a lot of the good ideas come from or talking with your buddies in a rental car on the way to the next town that's where a lot of good ideas come from so it's just constantly thinking constantly trying to get better and constantly trying to evolve that's how you get better and that's how these great ideas come about and how much do you look to the past to to guys who had success and and how much do you learn from them how much do you take from them i guess yeah tremendous material yeah (laughs) i looked at so much material from past performers i talk to past performers whenever i get the opportunity like at wrestlemania this year had the opportunity to talk to kevin nash uh, for a little bit he's someone i've looked up to for a long time especially once i hit my growth spurt he's a guy that i've watched forever and i really got to pick his brain a bit which really really helped me out things like that and getting to whenever you get to talk in person with somebody that you've admired and somebody you've watched it's a great great learning tool and 
those are lessons that you learn that you keep in the back of your mind that, you know, probably will stay with you forever. How collaborative is the process between you and other wrestlers? You're talking to them all the time, like you said. So how how much do you guys actually work together? Well, we're talking we're talking about you and your your buddies mm-hmm. uh, who, who may be in different shows or different parts of the show. It's it's not about it's just about talking about with people who are as passionate as you about the industry. That's where you get a lot of good ideas, and so it's it's a collaborative effort, I guess, on everybody's part who you talk to. So whether it's past performers getting advice from them, performers that are looked at as veterans nowadays, like Big Show, he's really helped me out, and he's really helped me and Enzo out. So it's it's really a collaborative effort between everybody, you know, that's trying to help you get better and try to you know improve upon your product. Do you ever get the butterflies when you're out in the in the ring? Never in the ring. Always right before you go out. <laughs> really? Always right before you go out. Tons of butterflies. So what is it? How do you combat it? Is it just like you got to do it? Or no. is there a, a, a technique that you use to calm yourself? I don't calm myself. The <laughs> remedy is the second you walk through the curtain, they're gone. So I know no matter how nervous I get, like even at WrestleMania this year, I was pretty nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you walk through that curtain and uh, out into the people, everything's gone. It's, it's weird how that happens, and I can't explain it because people ask me all the time, but it's really just a 100% remedy the second you walk through the curtain. That nervousness is gone. Seems to work for you. So. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> how would you compare wrestling fans and baseball fans? You're here at Yankee Stadium. You're, you're a baseball fan, so yeah. how do you compare the two? Very similar. Mm-hmm. So Very passionate. The fanaticism on both ends is, is very – it's just crazy, you know, people that are obsessed with it, people that are constantly looking at statistics on the other end, there's people constantly watching matches from Japan or watching every match that's on WWE TV, constantly talking about it online. I'm sure Twitter, you know, is blowing up during the Yankee games. Twitter is blowing up during Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown Live on Tuesdays. It's a, a very passionate fan base, a very vocal fan base also. And, um, yeah, I think those two fan bases are very very comparable what are you excited about this year both in your own professional career and wrestling and for the Yankees what are you looking forward to with this team well in my career I'm looking forward to another successful year and me and Enzo we judge success by the way the people react and the people react very well to us when we come out to the arena and they react well to the things we say hopefully me and Enzo can acquire our first tag team championship uh, we have never won a tag team championship whether in NXT or on Monday Night Raw or on you know SmackDown Live, we've never been on SmackDown Live, but you know we've never won a tag team championship. That's something me and Enzo really, really want to do um, in the near future. That's something we need to do. Unfortunately, we had an opportunity at WrestleMania. The Hardy Boys made a surprise comeback, took that away from us. But within this next year, we need to win a a WWE tag team championship. That's the big. That's goal. our goal right now. And for the Yankees. Man, I mean, the goal is always the World Series. No matter what the year is. For sure. No matter what the team is, it's the World Series. And whether it's getting a wild card spot and getting into the World Series or winning the AL East and getting into the World Series, the World Series is always the goal. So, however the Yankees do it, but I'm looking forward to a good, a young team, a new team. We're just looking to have a, a, a healthy team and have a great season. And hopefully, like I said, get into the playoffs by hooker by crook and then get to the world series <laughs> Somewhere or other. yeah we got a young starter making his first start today mm. if you were to give him some advice as a guy who's been in big spots before oh, what advice would you give him be sure of yourself and what you have been 
trying to accomplish your whole life. You made it to the show. Don't have any doubts. All the hard work you put in for however many years it's been, probably since very early age, probably as early as five years old. Just be sure of yourself. Be sure of the product you know you have. And uh, don't let anybody intimidate you. You go out there and just make sure you be yourself and don't let people turn you into who they want you to become. Good advice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. Big Cass, thank you so much well, for joining you. us. Enjoy the game today. Yeah, hopefully we get to do this again sometime. That would be I awesome. I could have talked Yankees baseball for, forever. But I mean, next time I, maybe I'm in we town. should co-host a podcast That'd about be great. Yankees baseball. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Big Cass, very nice to have you on. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Yankees Magazine podcast, Red Carpet Edition. Be on the lookout for more of these as they come up throughout the season when I'll be sitting down with some other famous folk who walk through the stadium gates. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate us, and if you have questions, email us. We're podcast at yankees.com. Tweet at us at Yanks Magazine. And next week, we have a really fun episode of the Yankees Magazine podcast coming up for you, too. We're going to talk a lot about Derek Jeter. I've got a fun interview with one of our employees, and it's going to be a great one. So be on the lookout for that. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.